Blog Talk Radio. From the far reaches of the known universe, we are proud to present Brother Harold Muhammad, soldier, scientist, scholar. Blog Talk Radio's finest. Not so mad science on Black Hole Radio. And welcome to tonight's edition of Not So Mad Science here on the Black Hole Radio Network, coming to you live from the city of Detroit. I'm your host, Brother Harold Muhammad. Just because Barry Gordy took Motown to L.A. does not mean Detroit has lost its soul. Began some 12 weeks ago on. COVID-19. It is essential to me that we close out this edition of Not So Mad Science in this particular way. Because we began with the science, but we must always end everything with God. That is necessary. It is essential. And it is foremost and foremost the greatest thing in the world that can ever be done for anyone. We must always close with God. For we begin with him and we end with him. So with that said, I want to offer some language from a groundbreaking book written by the Honorable Mr. Louis Farrakhan titled, A Torchlight for America. And he begins this book with chapter one, which says, America is on her deathbed. America is clearly suffering. And from my vantage point, America lies on her deathbed in dire need of guidance and a new direction. If we but examine her vital signs, you, the black man and woman, you, the American people, you, the so-called red man, the Indian, my brothers, must all agree that these vital signs show America is steadily on the decline. And the root of her suffering is basic immorality and vanity, where greed, lust, and inordinate self-interest have become the way of life. Now, the question many are asking, Brother Harold, What in the hell does this have to do with COVID-19? Bear with me and walk with me a little bit. I would like to show you the most honorable Elijah Muhammad authored a book way, way back in 1965. And to date, It is the most profound book of spirituality, history, prophecy, and fact that I have ever read. I have read this book more times than I've been born into this world. I've read it over 50 times, over 60 times, over 70 times. And in each reading, I find and I gain a deeper understanding. In his book, Message to the Black Man, the Amalajah Muhammad says, The fall 
of America is now visible and understandable. Not only in the eyes of and science, but even in the eyes and understandings of the ignorant. Long has God been gradually removing the power of the great and mighty America, while few have noticed. This has been done by degrees, and they do not perceive it. In the Holy Quran, it says, he brings powerful nations to a naught. And when it is discovered, he, it is like a growth of cancer that has been eating away at the body for many years while the patient was unaware of it. Today, it is visibly understood that the fall of America cannot be checked. It cannot be stopped. For the foundation has been removed. The 1914 war, believed to be World War One, which involved all of the so-called white races crushed the power of Turkey in Europe and pushed that power back across the Bosphorus. There was an old prophetic saying that says, when Turkey has been pushed out of Europe, setting her capital away from the once Constantinople, this would mark the end of the world. So I can truthfully say, and the social scientists will agree, that the 1914 war marked the fall of the European world as a power over the aboriginal people of the planet. In another prophecy, it says the war of 1914 is referred to as the war antichrist or what we call today Christian Europe and America. Again, you'll ask me, Brother Harold, what does this have to do with COVID-19? Bear with your brother for a minute, because I'm going to bring us to an understanding of what we see today has been told to us for over, the, for over 80 years, but we understood it not. In another book, written by Mr. L. Ron Hubbard, in his book, Dianetics, The Modern Science of Mental Health, he asks the question, or he makes the statement, I should say, the dynamic principle of existence is survival. This survival can be graduated into four zones, each one progressively portending a better opportunity of reaching the potential of immortality. These four zones must be classified or classed as zones of no hope, the zone of violent action, the area of balance, 
and the area of high hope. Clinical experiment is the basis of these zones since they follow a progress of mental or physical being as it rises from the death area in high existence. The four dynamics are subdivisions of the survival dynamics and are in mankind the thrust toward potential survival in terms of entities. They embrace all the purposes activities, and behavior of mankind. They could be said to be a conduct survival pattern. Again, you may ask me, Brother Harold, what does this have to do with COVID-19 and the fall of America? The title of your program. Again, I'm going to ask you, Bear with me. I have something to share of vital importance. The first of these, but not necessarily the most important, nor yet the one which will receive priority in various efforts, is the individual dynamic. Dynamic one which includes the personal survival of the individual as a living person and the survival of his or her personal symbiotes. Dynamic two is the thrust toward potential immortality through children and includes all sexual activity as well as the symbiotes of the children. Dynamic three is survival in terms of the group, which term may include such things as a club, a military company, a city, a state, a nation. This would include the symbiotes of the group. And lastly, dynamic four is the thrust toward potential immortality of mankind as a species and the symbiote of mankind. Embrace, or rather I should say embrace within these classifications are any part of existence, any form of matter, and indeed, the universe, the dynamic principle of existence, the dynamic principle of existence, I'm sorry, is to survive. Survival, considered as a single and sole purpose, as I said before, subdivides itself into four dynamics. And by symbiote, I mean all entities and energies which aid your survival. So a broad stroke description of dynamic one is the urge of the individual towards survival for the individual and his symbiotes. The broad stroke of dynamic two is the urge of the individual towards survival through procreation. It includes the both the sex and the sex act and the raising of that progeny, the care of children and their symbiotes. The broad stroke of dynamic three is the urge of the individual towards survival for the group or the group for the group and include the symbiotes of all those groups. And lastly, dynamic four is the urge of the individual towards survival for mankind, or the urge towards survival of mankind 
for mankind as well as the group for mankind, etc. So the absolute goal of survival is the immortality or the infinite survival of self. Therefore, the reward of survival activity is supposed to be pleasure. The ultimate penalty of destructive activity is death or complete non-survival, and this is pain. Success raises the survival potential toward infinite survival. Failure lowers the survival potential toward death. Therefore, the human mind is engaged upon perceiving and retaining data, composing or computing conclusions, and posing and resolving problems related to the organisms along all four dynamics. And the purpose of perception, retention, concluding and resolving problems is to direct its own organism and symbiote and other organisms and symbiote along the four dynamics towards survival. Which then brings me back to the words of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in his book. Without truth, the American people are left paralyzed, unable to constructively address their problems. Eventually, their only response will be to react destructively because their very lives are at peril and they know not why they are in this condition, nor how to save themselves. So the country could be facing a revolution. Now the Ombudsman, and I don't know why we have lost our audio, but we are going to continue. So, I'm going to presume that we're back on the air, even though I cannot hear myself speaking. So the country could be facing revolution. Because in the main, the government and leadership has hidden the truth and will not or does not have a solution for the suffering and the root problems of the people of this country. Gross vanity, greed, lust, and inordinate self-interest have divided the country along the lines of class, race, and sex. Again, I remind you, this book was written in 1993. We live in one country with two realities, separate and unequal. One rich, one poor, one white, and one black. One predator, one prey. So, Brother Harold, are you saying that anyone that's not white is black? Yes. I am. To be with color is to be a colored person with natural tendencies. To be without color, colored, is to be ready. So, one predator. 
one prey, one still, one non-still, one slave master, and one slave. Again, you may ask, Brother Harold, what does this have to do with COVID-19? And I remind you all, tonight's program is titled COVID-19 and the Vaccine and the Fall of America. Classism, racism, and sexism are used to keep the people divided. And these three evils threaten to sink and destroy the entire country. America must deal effectively with these lines of division or face anarchy and revolution. Back in 1992, a mere 54% of those eligible to vote actually bothered to participate in the 1992 presidential election. Is, was, a sign on which the wise of this world should reflect. If the greatest potential system, the greatest political system, is democracy and the right to choose the leadership, and if only half of the people are participating in this democracy, then the people are demonstrating their gross dissatisfaction with their own leadership and government. This dissatisfaction must bring about a change. Thus the question becomes, who will bring about the change? Who will offer solutions to the problems faced by the people, and what kind of change will there be? Is Mr. Joe Biden God's choice? to bring about a change for the American people? How will you deal with the solution? A divine solution. A torchlight. If it is not carried by someone of your own class, sex, faith, color, party, or nationality. How will you deal with the solution when it comes from a source you least expect? Would you cast the solution aside or seek to destroy the bearer of the solution? Or would you thank God for giving you an answer to your problems and your prayers? In the Bible it says, no man when he hath lighted a candle, putteth it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick, that they which come in may see the light. Luke, chapter 11, verse 33. It is the purpose of this wickedly wise to hide the truth so that people won't see a way to get themselves out of their present circumstances so those who rule can continue to dominate and subjugate the people to feed their own lust and greed. Again, you're going to ask, Brother Harold, what does this have to do with COVID-19? And the fall of America. I submit to you that this is a dangerous time to play with the people and their earnest desire for liberty. It is a dangerous time to play with people who hunger and thirst is for justice and truth. Like Moses and Aaron were unto Pharaoh, 
I would like you to accept and understand that as a student of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, I am here to help you and offer you truth. So if we take a look at some of the vital signs of America, and we take a look at the budget, under President Johnson from 1964 to 1968, the total deficit for America was $44.8 billion. Well, hell, we got billionaires that got more money than that. Under Tricky Dick Nixon, 1969 to 1974, the total deficit in his six-year period was $67 billion. Again, we have at least 10 or 12 billionaires in this country that have more money than that. Under Gerald Ford, 75 through 76, In his two-year span, the budget jumped from Richard Nixon to $126.9 billion under Gerald Ford. But again, any two of the 12 or more billionaires in this country individually have more money than that. 77 through 1980, Jimmy Carter, the budget doubled, the budget deficit doubled to $226.9 billion. And then we come to the man who they call the greatest president of the modern era. Really? Mr. Ronald Reagan. 1981 to 1988, the eight years of hell, the total deficit for the country went from $226.9 billion under Jimmy Carter to $1.34 trillion under Ronald Reagan. Under George Bush Sr., the total deficit dropped 30 million. Or I should say 30 billion. It went from 1.34 trillion under Ronald Reagan to George Bush 1989 to 1992 to 1.04 trillion dollars. And then we come to Mr. George Clinton 1993 in 1996 in his four years of lives the total deficit went to 3.17 trillion dollars America's vital signs cannot be recovered from America is falling is falling Again, you may ask, Brother Harold, what has this got to do with COVID-19 and the vaccine? Well, let me begin to share this with you. In an article recently written, by Dr. Joseph Mercola. He states unequivocally. Now, Dr. Joseph Mercola, I believe, is a mathematician. He says, in recent weeks, a number of signs have emerged 
indicating the COVID-19 injections cannot put an end to COVID-19 outbreaks. In a July 15th general report, Dr. John Campbell began to review data coming out of the United Kingdom, England. And on a side note, I particularly do not agree with anything Dr. Campbell says in his video, such as promoting mask wearing, for example, 24 hours a day. But it's his data that is of interest in it. He noted in his video, as of July 15th, 87.5% of the adult population in the United Kingdom had received one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. And 67.1% had received two doses. Yet, symptomatic cases among partially and fully vaccinated are now all of a sudden on the rise. With an average of 15,537 new infections a day being detected, a 40% increase in infections over the week before. That's his data. And not only is it just his data, it has been confirmed by mathematicians and, oh, what are they called? Uh, people who deal with estimates. Projectionists. They've all confirmed his, his documentation. Meanwhile, the daily average of new symptomatic cases among unvaccinated is 17,588, which is down 22% from the week before. To me, this suggests the wave among the unvaccinated has peaked and that natural herd immunity has set in, while the vaccinated individuals are becoming more prone to infection. Hospitals in the United Kingdom are confirming double-injected patients are part of the patient population, being treated for active COVID infection and two cities in the United Kingdom have issued public warnings to their residents, letting them know they may end up in the hospital even if they've been double injected against COVID-19. To quote an article in the Yorkshire Post reported on July 9th, there are currently 15 patients in hospitals with COVID across the trust. Last month, there were none. With an undisclosed number of them have received two doses of the COVID vaccine. To quote Heather McNair, nurse at York and Scarborough Teaching Hospital, she told the post the message I would like to share with you all is that some of their patients are double vaccinated. This is a disease that can still affect you and still make you poorly when you are double vaccinated. We have got a ward at the moment full of COVID patients in our hospital. And that is not going to go away anytime soon. 
That's in the United Kingdom. While the number of hospitalized COVID patients doubled in a single week, the total number was still well below the number reported in January. And the word I was looking for earlier was statistician. A statistic, Amanda Bloor, the accounting officer at the, uh, and the name of the hospital again is the York and Scarborough Hospital. She's the accounting officer at the North Yorkshire Clinical Commissioning Group. She takes this as a proof that the injection program is not having the anticipated impact around reducing the the risk of death and reducing serious illness. There are surges of COVID in countries with the highest injection rates. I wouldn't be so quick to assume lower hospitalization rates in the middle of summer are a sign that the injections are having a positive impact. We also have data showing that countries with the highest COVID injection rates are experiencing the greatest upsurge in cases, while countries with the lowest injection rate have the lowest caseload. This trend is worrying me quite a bit. This is a quote from Dr. Robert Malone, who is the inventor of the mRNA vaccine technology. He made that statement in a tweet on July 16th. In Cyprus, where more than 51% of the residents have received the jab, now have the highest case count in the world. Interestingly, the outbreak on the British Navy ship, which I'll go into a little bit more detail later, shortly after a stopover in Cyprus. In Bhutan, they offer an interesting glimpse into the effects of mass COVID vaccination. Bhutan managed to get 64% of the residents of the country injected in one week, starting on March 27. And almost immediately, there was a rapid jump in cases. Bhutan went from going from zero to 64% in a matter of days. They went from near zero cases at the outset of the injection campaign to a high of more than 400 cases per million in the week following. We're talking about COVID-19 and the fall of America. Don't get it twisted and don't let it, don't be sucked by what you believe to be a pall and a stall in cases reported this summer. With fall and winter coming, those 75% that Mr. Joe Biden wants to get done we're going to see a 75% or more jump in cases this winter. Now, on the flip side, we see the lowest number of positive COVID tests congregated in nations that also have the lowest rates of COVID vaccines. While it's not a 100% clear-cut correlation, it is a trend And we also have to remember that the PCR tests have issues 
that complicates any attempt at clean data analysis. The main problem is, is that if you run the PCR test at too high a cycle threshold, you end up with an inordinate number of false positives. The cycle threshold refers to the point in the test where a positive result is obtained. A cycle threshold of 35 or higher will give you a 97% false positive rate. So for maximum accuracy, you'd have to use a cycle threshold of 17. It is unclear what all these countries are using, but it's unlikely they're using a cycle threshold below 20 as a matter of routine. This means most cases count around the world will be falsely evaluated, which means there will be more positive cases than truthfully reported. The fall of America. This is particularly true for the unvaccinated cases right here in the United States. As their tests are recommended to be run at a <clears throat> cycle threshold of 40, whereas patients that have received a COVID injection will have their COVID test run at a cycle threshold of 28. This makes it appear as though the case rate is higher among the unvaccinated, when in reality is just an artifact from a highly biased testing, and few of these falsely positive cases are actually sick. The American people are looking for truth and justice. So where we're being given to quote, quote, 45, fuzzy men. We're being lied to. Looking at the hospitalization rate for confirmed COVID-19 cases here in America, we see that the number of people sick enough to require medical attention is nowhere near what it would, what it was during the winter months of 2021. And since only 5.9% of the American adults had been injected with two doses as of February 21st, we can conclude that the injection did not cause this rapid decline in hospitalization. The best explanation for the decline in both cases and hospitalizations are the rollout of COVID sites is the emergence of natural herd immunity from previous infections. In a July 12, 2021 stat news article, Robert M. Kaplan, Professor Emeritus at the UCLA Fielding School of Public Health, calculated that by April 2021, the natural immunity rate was above 50, 55% in 10 U.S. states, and in most of those same states, new infections were in rapid decline as early as the end of 2020, at a time when only a tiny fraction of the population had received their shots. The American people want truth and justice. The fall of America. A number of media outlets have expressed concerns about this biased tracking and reporting. 
as noted in the Harvard Health Journal. The CDC's strategy prevents us from ascertaining whether one injection is more or less effective than the other. It can also hide manufacturing problems and prevent us from determining whether the timing of the second dose might have a bearing on effectiveness, as well as a number of other things. Government has failed, and they hide the truth. Business Cider magazine pointed out that not tracking all breakthrough cases makes it more difficult to determine how dangerous the Delta variant really is. NPR News expresses a similar view, stating that critics argue the strategy could miss important information that could leave the U.S. vulnerable, including early signs of new variants that are better at outsmarting the vaccine. July 14th, the BBC News reported 100 fully injected crew members had tested positive on board on board the British defense aircraft carrier HMS Queen Elizabeth. It's unclear whether any of them actually have symptoms, but they surely tested positive. According to British Defense Secretary Ben Wallace, mitigation efforts include mask wearing, social distancing, and a tracking trace system. He made no mention of actual treatment for acute infection. Let me say this. You are on an aircraft carrier with it's upwards of four thousand two to four thousand people on that big manajama. There's no such thing as social distancing. Okay, mask wearing but social distancing on a military vessel that is designed to keep you in close quarters with your other shipmates. Stop lying. Other warships are also reporting onboard outbreaks. Although Defense Secretary Wallace did not offer any details about it. The British naval fleet is currently parked in the Indian Ocean and plans to continue the 28-week deployment with Japan as their destination. And in recent news, the Japanese and the British are not getting along, even in this Olympic time. BBC News said the Queen and Prime Minister had been on board the flagship of the fleet, the aircraft carrier HMS Queen Elizabeth, before it sailed. Could they now be infected? Mm -hmm. This case offers a sobering view into the effectiveness of these gene-modifying shots encased in a polyethylene glycol casing. The HMS Queen Elizabeth now has a case rate of 1% in every 1,620, the highest case rate recorded so far that I know of, yet 100% of the crew has been double injected. This tells you that the vaccine-induced herd immunity narrative is a fairy tale. Just like they want you to believe Goldilocks was a nice little girl. Hell no. She suffered from white privilege, broke in her family's house, and stole their food. 
she was a thief, a robber, and needed to go to jail. And in the era of that time, if you were caught as a thief and a robber, they hanged you or put you in the stockade for an extreme period of time and people threw food and rocks at you. So stop selling me these damn fairy tales. These injections apparently cannot prevent COVID-19 even if 100% of a given population gets them. Data from Israel also offers a dismal view of COVID-19 injections. Israel used the Pfizer mRNA injection exclusively. So this gives us a good idea of its, what's the new word, of its efficacy, its effectiveness. Overall, it looks like an abysmal failure as a majority of serious cases and deaths are now occurring among those injected with two doses. <laughs> oh my goodness. The fall of America. Overall, it doesn't appear as though COVID-19 gene modification injections have the ability to effectively eliminate COVID-19 outbreaks. And this makes sense, seeing how it's mathematically impossible for them to do so. The four available COVID shots in the U.S. provide an absolute risk reduction between just 0.7% and 1.3%. Let me say that again. It has shown a risk reduction in only 0.7% and 1.3% of the U.S. population. Meanwhile, non-institutionalized infection fatality ratio across age groups is a mere 0.26%. Since the absolute risk that needs to be overcome is lower than the absolute risk reduction these injections can provide, mass vaccination simply cannot have a favorable impact. They can and do, however, cause unnecessary death among otherwise healthy individuals. Tragically, the CDC is doing everything it can to hide just how great the death toll is. So in what appears to be a deliberate attempt at deception, the CDC rolled back its July 19 adverse events report to statistics from the previous week. Let me explain. Take note of the specific date and the death totals in each of the following things I'm about to say. The July 13th report reads this way. Reports of death after COVID-19 vaccinations are rare. More than 334 million doses of COVID-19 vaccines were administered in the United States from December 14, 2020 through July 12, 2021. During this time, the VAERS reporting system received 6,079 reports of death, or 0.0018% among people who received a COVID-19 vaccine. Okay. The original July 19th report initially read as follows. Reports of death after COVID-19 vaccinations are rare. More than 338 million doses of COVID-19 vaccines were administered in the United States from December 14, 2020 through July 19, 2021. During this time, 
they have received 12,313 reports of death, which is 0.0036% among people who received a COVID-19 vaccine. Take note. The death toll more than doubled in a single week. The original July 19th report was then changed to this. The date on the report is still July 19th. This is the original report that they put out. Reports of death after COVID-19 vaccinations are rare. More than 334. Note the change in the number. 338 to 334. Those are the COVID-19 vaccines were administered in the United States from December 14, 2020 through July 13, 2021. During this time, theirs received 6,079 reports of death, 0.0018% among people who received COVID-19 vaccines. They changed the report. Can they honestly say that that is not lying? COVID-19 and that vaccine, the fall of America. At a time when accuracy and transparency is of such critical importance for informed consent Deception has become the rule. It is beyond shocking to see the CDC engage in this kind of deception. Yet here we are. We're now living in a world where crucial public health data is being manipulated at every turn. For this reason, looking at larger trends, such as those recent such as those that we reviewed tonight, may offer a more dependable picture of what the real-world consequences of these shots are. This is Not So Mad Science, and I'm your host, Brother Harold Muhammad, here on the Black Hole Radio Network. So I'm going to go back to the words of the Honorable Mr. Lewis To quote his book, A Torchlight for America, at the bottom of page 19. With all these problems, it is clear that America is in serious trouble and is on her deathbed. With all of these problems, you would think that the leadership would be coming up with creative solutions for the people. But instead of facing truth and focusing on fixing the problems, the leadership engages in what is called gridlock politics. The leadership either cannot come to terms over the source of the problems or maintain a state of denial of the problems while scapegoating the poor. If a person comes with a realistic solution, they are called radical. I ask you, if your vital signs physically looked like America, would you want business as usual? Would you want moderation? Or would you want to see some scurrying around, as you see in the emergency room of a hospital, when there is a life-threatening situation? It takes radical solutions when you're at death's door. America cannot afford a long, protracted treatment for her ills, given her desperate conditions. These problems need to be diagnosed and fixed right away. Unfortunately, the truth of the real conditions of America is kept hidden from the people 
until conditions become so intolerable that the most uninformed of the people readily see the wrong. COVID-19 and the fall of America. That brings me to the conclusion of tonight's program. But I pray all those who have listened in. How much are you willing to endure? How much are you willing to render unto Caesar your truth and your safety? Black Lives Matter? Yeah. But before COVID hit, we were being shot down and choked and killed in the streets. But then COVID hit. We were still being shot down and killed in the streets. But now you are dying from a vicious and malicious disease of which there is no vaccine. This is not so mad science, and I'm your host, Brother Harold Muhammad here on the Black Hole Radio Network. I leave you as I came before you with the words of peace and paradise. Assalamu alaikum. Keep the faith, baby. Keep the faith. And Allah willing, I'll be allowed to be back with you next week with a much longer program. But I think less words are more words tonight. You do what you do because God is going to do what he must. Peace! It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.